Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Here we go, y'all. Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a $1 million top prize. So what do you have to do? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Now let's get on to the show, folks. Good everybody, happy September. We are less than 30 days away from NBA training camp opening. Welcome to the Ruler of the Court podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. I am your host, Jason Jones of The Athletic, Kings beat writer, culture writer, uh, shit talker, whatever you want to call me, I do all those things. <laughs> and... With training camp slowly, slowly getting closer, we're seeing more rules from the NBA come out about vaccinations, protocols, who can do what if they are vaccinated versus who who isn't vaccinated. A whole lot of stuff going on right now. But in the King's world, in on the on this episode of Ruler of the Court podcast, 
we're not going to get into any of that just yet. We got something a little more pressing, or really it's not pressing, but that's making the news. It's um, somebody I've talked about on here more than once. It's, you know, dun -dun -dun -dun, Ben Simmons. Yep, that's right. More Ben Simmons talk. And why do we keep talking about Ben Simmons? I swear it's... I know I wrote about it initially in July and the Ben Simmons story won't go away, but more stuff comes out this week. Kind of, you know, what we already knew, but you got some more. It seems like what's actually going on right now is every team that's been leaked to Ben Simmons is leaking out to reporters now that what Philadelphia is asking for is unreasonable and they're not touching Ben Simmons at that price. Uh, happy with the Warriors and most notably with the Kings as well. Where my colleague Sam Amick wrote about it. I was actually working on a mailbag about the same topic. It's up on The Athletic right now. That the, from the, the King's stance is this. If the Philadelphia 76ers want to trade Ben Simmons to Sacramento, they cannot have De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton. And since that's uh, been the situation... There have been no talks because the Kings don't intend to give up either player. You know, Philadelphia is welcome to have Buddy Heald, welcome to have Marvin Bagley, welcome to have a lot of guys. But they're not trading De'Aaron or Tyrese. So if that's what the, the cost is in terms of players, never mind draft picks, just players. You know, that's there's going to be no deal and not shocking. And I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that <laughs> Philadelphia has really put themselves into a, a, a tricky spot because everyone knows they're trying to get rid of Ben. Everyone knows Ben doesn't want to be there. And they're treating the commodity, commodity that is Ben Simmons as if, say, a James Harden when he was available in trade last year or going back a couple of years ago, a Paul George you know, when Anthony Davis, they're treating him like that. But what you're actually advertising to teams is a player who you can't use in the fourth quarter. For as good as Ben is defensively, got great size, you know, can rebound the ball, push the ball up the court. He, at times, so you saw in the playoffs, would not shoot the ball. Had a dunk and would not shoot the ball. Like, literally, you're playing five on four offensively with him. And this guy's a multiple-time All-Star, and they were taking him out of games in the fourth quarter of the playoffs. Not a good look. No, not a good look. And I don't think you have a whole lot of leverage going to a team making demands when, like I said, the whole league knows, you know, that you've got to you've got to do something. You've got to do you, you, you know you've got to get rid of this guy. And all the you know in the whole media leaking game. You know, that sounds weird. You know, media leaks or, you know, reports, should I say, not the media leaking game. That's a, That just sounds like a frat house type situation. But, you know, you got Ben, the report that Ben won't report the training camp. You got all the other stuff going on. So, I understand Philadelphia wanting to ask a lot for Ben Simmons. But I also think it's kind of funny they expect to get a lot at this point. Just because... I don't care how many all-star games he's made. You're telling me you want an all-star caliber player or an emerging type all 
potential all-star or high-level young talent and multiple draft picks for a guy I can't use in the fourth quarter on offense. Not going to happen. I can't see how that happens. But that being said, let's dive into the, the King's role or the King's lack of a role in this situation because, as has been said, they're not making a deal. Even though I, be- I, first of all, I believe Ben Simmons would be a great fit in Sacramento. You know, you got one of the worst defensive teams I've ever seen in my life. He's one of the best defenders in the league. But if you're Philadelphia, why would you trade Ben Simmons to take back two of the Kings' worst defenders <laughs> in Marvin Bagley and Buddy Hield? I get that. And from Philadelphia's point of view as well, you already got Seth Curry. He can do a lot of what Buddy does. He may not be at the same level as Buddy, but he also doesn't cost you $23 million next season. So, got all that being said, I think there's some things that, you know, to legit consider at least. I'm not saying that I would give up either player, either player being De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton, but if you're the Kings, don't you have to at least consider it? I'll let y'all ponder that. Don't you have to at least consider it? I would think you would have to at least consider. And I'm going to explain why I think you have to at least consider it. Number one. What do they say? Like the definition of what it, you know, I don't, you know, stupidity or whatever. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Okay. How many times can you keep bringing back most of these same players and expecting to be anything other than 10 games under 500? Seriously. Just. So even if you don't want to trade one of these guys. No, I didn't realize De'Aaron's in the first year of a max deal. Uh, Tyrese is coming off a good rookie season. I don't think. I don't see why one of them is a non-starter completely. We can't talk if you want one of those because I don't see that. I don't see. I don't see why. Why can't you at least still have the conversation? Sure, it's probably not going to go very far, but you know why not be able to have the conversation at the very least? You know because I just think this team needs an infusion of so many different things, and the question becomes in that discussion is. Well, I well any of the players that you're holding on to be a player who will be a number one or number two option on the playoff team, like are, who will be the man, you know, or, or are you just are you kind of be are you just holding on to the potential of one of these guys that come in that guy? And it reminds me of back in the day when the Cavs didn't want to trade for Amari Stoudemire and they had LeBron, a young LeBron James, because they didn't want to give up JJ Hickson, and you saw how that went. You know, potential, young potential always looks great on paper, but I'm all in favor of getting known commodities. I'm like, get the guy who you know can play. And I think you know De'Aaron can play, you know Tyrese can play, but again, I think, I don't think it should be a non, you know, we can't talk if you want to talk about those guys. Why not? Why not? You know, I think, you know. At some point, the Kings are going to have to make a move. For, at some point, if they want to make a, take a big swing and get a star player, a guy who, can be, who has been an all-star, you're going to have to make a swing, take a swing at some point, and I don't think Buddy Heald lands you that guy. I mean, Buddy Heald almost got you Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrell, 
but that's not getting you an all-star. That's not an all-star. So I think we can hold on to this dream that that you know that Buddy Hill is gonna land you a superstar in a trade. It's not gonna happen. So that's why I say at the very least, if you're the Kings, you at least have to consider it. You know, you have been under contract for multiple years. And if you're able to say make that move with De'Aaron, not by keeping De'Aaron, you might have something going. Same thing with Tyrese. I don't know, but if you move to if you move De'Aaron, you're obviously keeping Buddy. If you move Tyrese, you're keep you know you're keeping De'Aaron. You know, but you're shipping Buddy out. So a lot of things to consider. And I think at the very least, it's not wrong if the Kings at least think about it. But apparently they've thought about it and said no. Which brings me to another kind of question about this whole deal is up. If you're the Kings, do you believe that De'Aaron Fox is good enough or going to be good enough, should I say, to be a number one player, a number one option on a playoff team? And I know he has a max contract, but being a max player and being a number one option to me are two different things. I'll give you a few examples. Remember, Andrew Wiggins got a max contract. He got a max contract based on being essentially the best player at that time or, you know, one of the top two players on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Would you consider Andrew Wiggins a number one option on a good team? No. Would you uh, consider him a number two option on a, on a, on a playoff championship? No. no. But he's got the max money. So you have to ask yourself, where does De'Aaron kind of fall in that <laughs> that spectrum of max players? Is he going to be a top 10, you know, a number one, number two option in that case? And if that's that case, if you believe that, I see why you hold on to him. And same goes with Tyrese. You know, is he can he be a number one or a number two? I think it's a little less clear with him. It's because he's younger. He's only had one season. That we've seen some of the intangibles and the potential, but we don't really know yet. But here's what we do know. We know Ben Simmons is not going to be your number one guy. <laughs> we know that. You know, for all the things that you might like about Ben, he is not going to be the number one guy on a playoff team. At least not from what he's shown yet. You know, in Philadelphia, Joel Embiid was the number one guy. And offensively, he had guys like Tobias Harris to help him. So he didn't have to be that guy. Or even in one case, you know, couple of years ago you had Embiid, Jimmy Butler and Ben which gave which meant that you know Jimmy could you know run the show late in games because you know Ben is not an offensive player and also a bad free throw shooter like a double like wow won't shoot can't get to the line and he's your your point guard yeah that's just not a good look so that's why I understand why if the Kings were to you know hypothetically acquire Ben Simmons why you don't want to give up those two guards because I think we know Ben can be a number two or a number three. He can be an all-star level player, but I think in these scenarios, you want Ben Simmons to be your Drew Holiday because he's not going to be your Giannis and he can't be offensively, especially can't be your Chris Middleton. No, he can't be your LeBron. He really can't be your AD. He can't be a Paul George or a Kawhi just because he's limited on the offensive end. So, that's the reason why I understand why the Kings wouldn't want to part with those guys. But then again, I say you have to at least consider it. It's because this team has not gotten any better. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't say that. 
they haven't moved up the standings to the point to where I look at them and go, yeah, they're definitely going to be in the top 10 next season. They got a shot, but I still expect at some point the Kings got to make a move to upgrade this roster. But if you're holding on to hope that Buddy Heald is going to be the move, they get you something. Whew. I don't know how to, I don't know to even tell you. Hold on, let me have a sip of my uh, tasty little beverage here. It's non-alcoholic actually because it's you know, I'm recording this in the middle of the day and I still got stuff to do. It was late at night. I might be sipping a little something, a little, something a little stronger. That I even noted in my mailbag on the at the Athletic. Buddy Hill is not going to lo- fetch you a superstar type player an all-star type player unless you're in a situation where a team is just trying to dump you know get off of a a big contract like a russell westbrook in in washington but then again he also had a very specific destination he wanted to be a laker you know and so then you can move a guy like westbrook for the the pieces the kings were going to use to get buddy hill and throw in a contavious caldwell pope you can do that then but you know, but then again, I think in terms of being a player, Russell Westbrook is a much higher level in terms of what he could bring to a team like the Lakers than a Ben Simmons. So look at the Sun, not the Suns, the Sixers are just in a bad, you know, in a bad spot. You know, they don't have to trade Ben Simmons, but they definitely probably should trade Ben Simmons. Um, and they don't have a team that's desperate to get him. You know, we had a report at the Athletic where the Warriors are pretty much like. Mm, no, not for that asking price. You're not. We're not giving up all of that for Ben Simmons. So, I expect over the next, you know, few weeks going into training camp that the talk about Ben will be quiet. It's around Sacramento at least, unless Philadelphia decides to lower its asking price or can get other teams involved and make it a three, four team deal. Because even I even wrote back in July that if the Kings weren't going to give up De'Aaron. You know, De'Aaron Fox in a deal or Halliburton, they don't get Ben Simmons unless it's a multi-team deal, a team that can add picks or maybe a player that Philly is looking for in terms of being a star-level player to add to that mix. Because the Kings don't have a star or a potential star to add if they're not going to give up one or two starting guards. And I'm just going to call Tyrese the starting guard, even though I haven't asked anyone. That's just my assumption, just my educated guess, so to speak. But yeah, that's where Ben Simmons is. He's not at Sacramento. And as of now, this is, you know, I look at this, the, the roster the Kings have. This is the one that's going to training camp. Like it or not, this is the one that's going to go into training camp with. And before I move on to music, I want to make a correction from the last pod. I think I said that, I believe I said that Tristan Thompson was working out with the Kings guys in Sacramento. It was actually in L.A. Just so, you know. Now he has not take he had not taken up shop or you know in 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 Northern California he was down in L.A. where Rico Hines and the crew have their runs and get the good work in with the players. So that being said, it is time to transition to at the time of this recording the biggest album release of the week. That's because uh, I'm recording this before Drake's new album comes out. This is the new Kanye West. The very polarizing Kanye West. New album Donda. Donda, of course, being the name of his late mother. Donda West. 
And I wanted to start off by kind of explaining why I think some people are going to hate this album no matter what. Kanye's been kind of a different type of guy the last few years, you know. Some of it can be attributed to the passing of his mother years ago. Some of it can be tied to the fact that, not, not some of it, a lot of it, at least in the black community, is tied to the fact that he was hanging out with Donald Trump, hugged up with him at the Oval Office, wearing the MAGA hat, you know, saying weird shit like slavery sounded like a choice. Uh, just this weirdo shit. So I know a lot of black folks who don't want to hear from Kanye ever again. And okay, to each his own, I respect that. But here on the Ruler of the Court podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, we talk hip hop and I can't ignore one of the biggest artists of all time releasing a long ass album (laughs) on a Sunday. And, uh, Full disclosure, I was flying back from Arizona when I saw the album was out, so I tried to download it before the flight took off. But of course, because it was like, you know, 26, 27 songs, I couldn't get the whole thing downloaded. So I heard enough of it before I fell asleep on my flight, got home, and initially I was like, eh, whatever. But then I decided, you know what, maybe I was tired. You know, maybe I had some of those. I don't like Kanye, even though I've never, I've never maybe verbalized that. But maybe I, in the back of my mind, had some. I just don't like Kanye stuff in my mind when I listen to it. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna give all one hour and forty eight minutes of this a few listens straight. You know, let's not let me just not go off my first listen and say, okay, it's this or that. Let's just see what Kanye is doing here, and. I said, it's, I must admit, the album has grown on me. Is it his best work? No. Is it his worst work? Hell no. I mean, people are calling it trash and the worst thing he's ever done. I I vehemently disagree with that. But let's just go ahead and get into the good, the bad, and the questions about Donda. I hope you're ready for this. Uh, (laughs) Should be an interesting little chat. Between me and you. So whatever you, if you disagree with me, agree with me, you know how to do. You can tweet at me at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Or, and let me know what you think about Donda. And for me, the, the here's what I thought was good about the album. Number one, I thought some of the musicianship, some of the beats, some of just the things sonically were outstanding. I loved it. I loved some of the, just the, the sounds. You know, it just was... You know, you turn it up in your car and let that bass hit. It was like, wow, this is some really good stuff. And but probably the thing I like more than that was the uh, were these features. And some of these features are just you know awesome. And I know considering that what Kanye has done musically, it's weird to kind of say I'm on here. For, you know, for the features, but the features, you know, were out to me, were some of the, you know, were some of the the highlights of this album, quite honestly, were just some of these features. And I'm going to, you know, know, some of them are kind of, you know, simple, you know, of course, no, Jay-Z's on there. And, but to me, his verse was not, you know, his feature was not the highlight. 
but let me just kind of run through some of the ones you know i you know i liked um and it's tough for me because some of these guys you know i don't know or follow as closely so i like the voice is kind of familiar but i'm not sure who it is you know so i have to kind of always go back and forth go online and kind of match up people but you know just here's some of the names that you can look for on the album you know if you haven't heard it uh like i said jay-z you got five-year-old foreign you got the weekend you got baby keem you got travis scott you got little dirk little yachty young thug kid cuddy you got conway the machine you got west side gun so that means you got so that means you know griselda's in the business in the building you got the locks you got jay electronica my god jay electronica killed it his verse is outstanding and then you've got you know different versions of the album that kind of got re-released or whatever and you know the babies on you know you know the babies on there you know some people i mean they're on there i don't know realize who was who some of them <laughs> but like i said some of these features were outstanding and the way he was able to blend this onto the album to me was very impressive and it was like you know it just really you know some of those they just really kept draw you in he draws you in some of these features and himself kanye to me it's not you know say it's not no late registration graduation kanye on the mic but it's not it's not the it's no like i said it, it, it to me it's it's i would consider it solid you know pretty good you know from him especially considering some of his you know most recent efforts that were kind of meh you know and there's also this part of it you know you know the, some of the things that were you would say were bad about the album some people kind of said it just kind of drug drags because well it's almost two hours long and i i you know i'm a guy who has complained on here and not on here repeatedly these albums nowadays are too short you know i don't like these 22 minute albums you know back when i was coming up that was called an ep that was like four songs five you know and no one no one no one said i released a new album or a new project they wouldn't call it a new project that's basically a mini mixtape but now you have artists releasing these things and it's like i'm like can't you release more to, you know can't you just give us 40 minutes you know, so for on one hand, I feel like a hypocrite complaining that it's too long, but it was really long. And I ma- it made me sit back and wonder when Tupac dropped All Eyes on Me in 1996, did I go, damn, this is long. And remember back then, you actually had to take, you know, switch over to the next CD to hear you know, part two or God forbid you had a tape you had to carry. You had two tapes <laughs> with you. So I'm like was you know did i feel like it was too long back then you know was life after death by biggie too long or am i just at this point jaded by the fact that i listen to short albums all the time so that would be my main criticism would just be it's it's long but it doesn't feel as long when you listen to it but it's 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 pretty damn long i got through a whole workout plus on that album alone so my big question too is I'm not even sure what kind of what where to put this is 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 it a go- I guess it's a gospel album. It feels gospel-y, but to me if it's if it's a gospel album, it's the non-denominational church. Um 
for those who know, I'm talking about the kind of church you go to, the, the come as you are church to let you come in your jeans and your Nikes, you know, preachers real relaxed. People aren't all up in suits. You know, it's kind of more of a modern, I wouldn't call it a secular feel, but more of a, a relaxed feel. So maybe it kind of falls into that. Maybe those kind of churches are going to play some of these songs. But it's almost like he's creating his own genre of music now, which I don't know if that's insane or genius, but. That's kind of where we are with Kanye musically at this point. And I was having a discussion with someone kind of about that. It's just that I'm 42 years old, almost 43, you know, and I think I'm at that age now where me and a lot of my peers are stuck in our ways musically, where we don't want to let go, realize that people have evolved and changed. And it's like it to realize college dropout Kanye is not coming back. He's not that dude anymore. Um... Maybe we might not even have 808 and Heartbreaks Kanye anymore. I don't know. So when you listen to the album, don't listen to it under the... Well, that's if you choose to listen. I remember a lot of people don't like Kanye, but don't listen kind of through the idea of, man, I miss the old Kanye. Because that's not what you're going to get on here. This is not the old Kanye. This is this new version of Kanye. This, like I said, gospel... Gospel... I mean, if this was like a restaurant... It, we would kind of call it like, you know, the fusion, like, you know, you know, Japanese Mexican fusion, you know, it's like a hip hop gospel fusion. And so that's kind of what I kind of took from it. And kind of my big question is, I don't know what to call this. Thing. I don't know what to call it. Just call it Kanye music. I can't really put it in a box. So which is, I'm pretty sure Kanye would love to hear that you can't put his music in a box. So. Where does it rank in Kanye's discography? I think it's a little early to try to figure that out. Uh, it's not in the, I wouldn't put it in the class of, you know, college dropout, late registration, graduation, that early run. I think it's his best thing since the life of Pablo, easily. Um, I kind of put it in that Yeezus range. Then, and then, then again, I liked Yeezus, unlike a lot of people. I actually liked Yeezus. It's kind of, to me, a fusion of Yeezus slash 808 and heartbreaks which i also liked so this probably explains why i dig this album a little more than uh you know than some, some people you know did you know it's, you know so that, that probably explains that because if you if you like 808 and heartbreaks if you like jesus you're going to like this. If you didn't like those, you're probably just, this is hot garbage and bullshit. And Kanye could have kept this from, you know, could have kept this to himself. So that's where I am with uh, Donda. Next, obviously on the next pod, we'll have new Drake certified lover boy, you know, with that very interesting album cover. We can, we'll dive into that in the next episode for sure. So be ready for that. And, be ready for hopefully not more Ben Simmons chat. My gosh, I if I'm talking about Ben Simmons next week, he better be on the Kings. That's all I can say. Not because I'm rooting for Ben to be on the Kings, but I think I've exhausted every Ben Simmons angle that we can chat about at this point. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, y'all. Again, shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. Shout out to DraftKings. You know, y'all get on that app. Take advantage of these deals with the promo code TBPN. Win you some money. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones at Instagram 
at Mr. Jones LBC. Uh, looking forward to hearing from some of y'all, even one of y'all. Hey, it might brighten my day, or you might call me an idiot and tell me to take my ass back to Southern California, like someone did on the, on the athletic site the other day. So, all good, y'all. Y'all be safe out there. Be good. Again, I am Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. Uh, glad to chat with you again. I will catch you next time. I am out. <laughs>